hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. For two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. The latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always provide the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 102. Once again, Stephen, sitting live together. This is very unusual for us to sit, uh, this is a record sit together it, three shows in a row, mate. Episode, well, yeah, it is our third, episode 102. Stephen Fennick from Since Tech... Since we hit the century, we don't. Uh, well, so, yeah. and I'm not sure we can keep it up for another hundred, but let's see what happens. Anyway, uh, Stephen <laughs> Fennick from techguide.com.au. I'm Trevor Long from Your Tech Life, and we're here at, uh, in fact, at Fox Studios in Sydney. Uh, we were just at the launch of the Foxtel 2013 programming lineup, which included a bit of technology, which we'll talk about a bit later. But uh, until then, it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So, mate, lots to talk about tonight. We're probably just going to have to breeze through some of these things. But um, but, uh, I think a really interesting story that I reckon is going to confuse a lot of people Mm -hmm. over the next little while is Outlook.com. Yep. You know, Microsoft a couple of years ago finally bought the domain name. Uh, Then they announced they were going to release a product called Outlook.com, which is essentially the new Look Hotmail. They're now officially announced that they are phasing out Hotmail, the Mm -hmm. website, the look, the feel, the everything. But importantly for Hotmail users, you'll still be able to use your Hotmail address. That that was the first question people ask. We should should point out that Outlook.com has been in preview mode since middle of last year. And it's very nice. Uh, It is a great interface and it sort of follows the Windows 8... uh, uh, metro, the, the no, design sorry, we can't theme. call it metro. Yes, yes, but um, it, it is a. They, they did announce that it came out of preview mode just a couple of days ago, mm. um, and uh, so. But you mentioned Hotmail, and it, it is essentially a replacement for Hotmail. Mm. But anyone with a Hotmail address, don't hit the panic button. You can no. still keep your Hotmail.com address. Your password won't change. Your data won't change. It's just going to look a lot different. And look, for those people who do want to upgrade to an Outlook address, there's that avenue just, as well. You just press a button. You get the yeah. same. It's basically like you get the same username. Or you might be able to pick, I think, yeah. actually, an Outlook.com address. Uh, but you've got the option of having both or, or one or the other. Uh, so you don't have to fret about changing business. Cards, but yeah. I would say to you that if you rely on a thing like Hotmail uh, for business, you're crazy. You should have your own domain name and those kind of things, so you should be getting advice on that. Yeah. But otherwise, don't stress about it. Enjoy the new interface. And remember, this is a big deal. Hotmail's been around for you know a long time, 15 years or more. Um, this is a big deal for Microsoft to build branding in the in the pure online space. Exactly. Because yeah, they're, they're calling this a, a cloud email rather than webmail. Have you that's right. That? And, yeah. and we should point out the fact that not only is it just a, an online inbox, it's also uh, you, get, you get access to 7 gigabytes of storage with SkyDrive. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, you, so, so that's quite handy if, if you've got, uh, you want to save documents in the cloud that you can access from anywhere uh, and also uh, gives you access, I think, well, Skype, you can access through there yep. anyway. But uh, no, I think that SkyDrive edition is, uh, is a very handy one. 
that people will take advantage of. Yeah, and SkyDrive is a really interesting thing because you, Windows 8 is a, is a great uh, desktop operating system, but also it's confusing as all hell if you don't have a Microsoft account. You basically have to get one yeah. to be able to log in and use most of the things because it saves to SkyDrive by default, all these different things. Yeah. So you, you've just got to look a little bit to the future here and realise yeah. this, this is a big play for Microsoft in, the, in the cloud space. It's also an important branding. People think of email as Outlook. People actually refer to email as Absolutely. Outlook. Absolutely, that's right. And well, so in a branding sense, this is a really important yeah. thing for them. And I like too, there's some, some cool features with this as well. Uh, one, the biggest enemy of an inbox is clutter. Yep. And just trying to clear all that clutter from the inbox. They do have some features there that can get you to the messages that matter. So you can, you know how your inbox gets flooded with you know, Groupon deals, yeah, daily yeah, deals, newsletters. You can easily cut through them and get to the messages that matter. There's a feature called Sweep, which allows you to clear uh, a lot of uh, older messages. For example, there may be a trail of 15 messages, say, between you and I, mm. and you choose the Sweep function. We'll just keep the last one you sent me and get rid of the 15 that came before it. Things like that that have incorporated that have really help uh, declutter your inbox and uh, just make it a lot easier to use. It still does feel a little bit like they're catching up to Gmail. You know, it really it does. Is, I use yeah, Gmail well, by default and have done for years. That was the, pointed the, out that yes. it was a, a big play at at, a, at Google, yeah. obviously with Gmail, and Gmail's been around for a while, and and mm. you and I both use it. And but look, you know, with, with a company like Microsoft, they want to now they want to now own online too. They, they, they've got Bing, they've got G, they've got now the the Office three six five uh, in the cloud as well. Uh, Outlook com. So that's where the battle is going to be fought online. Yep. If you're a Hotmail user, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, go to twoblokestalkingtech.com and uh, click on the Facebook page and tell us what you think. And you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. Are you? I don't, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a rider, no. and I'm, you're, I know that you are. You're talking you're bicycles? An easy rider. Yeah, yeah, we're talking motorcycles. Yeah, that's no, right. That's neither. Right. My wife yeah. literally has. We've got an agreement. Not, I didn't agree to <laughs> no it. No motorbike. Okay. Oh, motorbike divorce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's really? official. No, wow. absolutely. Okay. Well, I she doesn't want to have to. She, the, uh, she she thinks there were accidents waiting right? to happen. Well, she doesn't want to have to bring me through hospital in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, the gauntlet hasn't been thrown down so heavily in no, the right. household, but I haven't really entertained the thought of a, a motorcycle. I haven't really hit a midlife crisis yet. But um, anyway, if yeah, we do, if we word. do, uh, there is good news though on the GPS front because TomTom, Tom, a very well-known GPS yeah. company, has created a device that is built entirely for motorcycle riders. It's called okay. the TomTom. Tom, get get this. Hang on, Rider. <laughs> but there was a, there was an older device called the Rider. But this, hang on, this, did, uh, sorry, did, did I miss the memo? Or they recruited someone from Apple Marketing into naming <laughs> the new iPad? It's not the iRider. <laughs> it's the, it's the no, no. Rider. But it's the new iPad and it's the TomTom Tom Rider. A lot yes. of thought went into that. But, no, but what, what, what they've done though, and, and full credit to them. They've actually taken feedback from the riding community. The, the, mm-hmm. who, who best to build a device for and get advice from than the people that you want oh, to yeah. buy it? And uh, with that in mind, they've created some features, uh, things like having a glove-friendly screen, yes, which yes. is really important. If you're riding a motorcycle, you try to touch a, a touchscreen device, yes. it won't work because the and, feedback's not there from your finger. And it's really important to remember that you don't just... How good's the wind? How good's sitting outside <laughs> and doing a podcast? Um, it's, you don't just put a car GPS on a bike, not no. just for size reasons, but just for absolute usability reasons. So the thought that goes into a product like this, just with the simple things like the glove touch and stuff like yeah. that, it's it's important for riders. And you know what's really even better? 
people that, that ride motorbikes and, and these it's the same with cyclists and their, their GPS units they're passionate when companies actually do things for them of as course. opposed to just you know hoping they'll buy yeah, some existing that's product that's right. I think yeah. uh, and just, just sort of adding to sort of the feature list there is the fact that um, you can even program different journeys mm. so you might want a journey that's got a lot of sweeping turns or a scenic route to drive to, to ride through it's cause, mm. so it's a, it's a different experience to a car GPS experience where you just want to get from A to B mm. often you're on a bike, you want to take the scenic route or go on a nice long winding ride. Mm. But uh, yeah, I wonder. Even, uh, uh, <laughs> this is taking the Mickey a little bit. You know how TomTom's got the IQ routes and then all that yes, great it, navigation. It has, it does have that as well. Do, I wonder. Yeah. You know, you're on the Pacific Highway <laughs> northbound, five o'clock in the afternoon, bumping above traffic. Does it just ignore the traffic because you can weave between it? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, well, I mean? <laughs> that's a good question. That is a bit annoying. I say. If I'm stuck in traffic, you've got to be stuck in yeah. traffic too. Oh, that's mate, what I. The number of times cyclists. I've swung about 10, 15 <laughs> centimeters over to the left to make sure they can't oh. fit through. I'm an ass. Hole on the watch road like out, that. mate. Watch <laughs> out. But anyway, anyway, the Tom, 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 Tom Ryder, and I'm sure we can read more about that at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, we've moved inside because the wind was getting a little bit annoying out there. <laughs> it was and too um, windy out there. It's time to talk mobile phones. There's a couple of new phones out there. If you're on the blogs and stuff, and certainly Tech Guide, you'll see this week uh, the the Sony. Xperia, yes. James Manning and Brendan Wood recording a podcast. It's like a podcast with on in here at the <laughs> Foxtel launch. Um, anyway, the Sony, the Sony, you'll you'll read about a tech guide. We we talked about that after yep. CES full review coming. But HTC, got a, it's a long time, and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. check the I'll check the rundowns. It's been a long time since we talked about HTC. Been, yeah. and HTC have this week announced and launched the HTC One, which is I got to say at face glance, yep. I'll, I'll talk exterior looks great. Absolutely, brush, brush yeah. metal aluminium carved thing. It's it's a very nice looking phone, it but does. inside it's it's a bit of a beast as well. I think, well, apart from the looks, and, and I think it, it does look like a little bit like the uh, the Z10. So I think that uh, the BlackBerry Z10, so, uh, but looks aside, I think there's some cool new features that are going to be added, uh, including blink feed, which is sort of a way you can so you aggregate blink, blink all... blink it to feed the phone? Is that how you <laughs> charge no, the battery? I think it's sort of a way, in the blink of an eye, it's a way for you to see your the latest news status updates right. what One you of those choose to see. Yeah, of but it's right there on the home screen mm-hmm. so I, I don't even think you have to unlock the phone it's just going to be there oh, so uh, that, that's sort of one of those sort of cool features they've also got uh, new camera uh, features it's interesting because it, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like a good camera it's like 4 megapixel but they've put a lot of work into the, the mechanics of the camera yeah. and I think they're getting a bit panned for it because it's such a small megapixel count but it's actually got good camera technology and I think we'll find that it does great photos well, they're calling it the ultra pixel camera yeah which was and weird. but they've also got another feature that i think it's called the htc zoe is that the one that gives you can shoot high-res photos in little three second snippets so they're like micro movies that you can shoot yeah. what is it so, fine for buddy <laughs> maybe but no no just on your point about htc and just quietly we're, we're going to get interrupted uh, here on, on, a, on a we're going to be yeah, dueling podcast what, what james manning and brendan wood don't understand is that we actually operate to a rundown to to a 30 minute timeline <laughs> Whereas James and Manning he's and sticking your recorder, so we are actually recording two podcasts, two podcasts at the same at time. time. And this and is history in the making. Theirs will go as normal for like an hour and a half <laughs> with no no theme to it. Whereas ours has a rundown. Absolutely, uh, we'll yes. done <laughs> at, at thirty minutes uh, into the show. But th- great to have now you come. Great great to have you, you, are we guys? Oh, we're about uh, one third in. One third into the great show. Now we've got Trevor Trevor Long and Stephen Fanning. Look at the gear they've got. They're both wearing headphones. We don't waste time. We're mic'd up. This is a H four N Zoom. 
It's a great cutting device. edge. Wow, cutting edge. We normally have a, an iPad set up and everything. They've both got the rundown stings. on their phones. These That's guys it. are so organised. We're here That's at the Brendan and I will ramble James, on for a little while. James, James Manning from Media Week is recording a podcast. I'm assuming something to do with the media here. Brendan Woods just here because he's everywhere. Yeah, hey, it was really good to see you guys tonight, and I've been watching your tweets. You've been pumping them out pretty heavy tonight. Yes, I'm really have. excited about the Go app. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah on Sports one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. Let you guys will talk about. We'll be more excited about next top model, but that's okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Boys, what didn't we do? We didn't hear about next generation IQ. No, that's true. Well, they normally do a launch. No, no, I I didn't expect that. They normally do a launch at Foxtel specifically for the technology stuff. That was a that was a good rapid technology there. But it's more about the content, I think, today rather than the actual hardware. IQ Go was a good good app announcement too on on your iPhone as well, which is fifty channels by March the first. That's a big deal. So we're not up to that in our rundown yet. So Trevor's going to have to edit this part of two blokes talking tech. By the way, so you're getting are you getting onto the Go a bit later? Are you? Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about at the moment? We were talking about. HTC's new One uh, smartphone, which has just Ooh. been announced. Is it any good? There's, uh, well, we haven't seen. Phone. We'll see tomorrow night. Retail price? No idea. They've, it's going to be available. It's four G. So it'll be people don't talk Optus. retail prices about phones anymore, do yeah, they? They, they just get them on a plan. Can I get it on a plan? Yeah, yes. okay. I'm not like not like uh, Brendan school. who Brendan. pays four thousand a month for his Telstra bill. <laughs> I think it's about <laughs> time we leave your podcast now. We <laughs> Great to have your company. I have no idea how I'm going to edit this out. Or in. <laughs> two blokes talking tech and two blokes just really yeah, annoyingly media. talking media. <laughs> uh, media Week Australia, you can listen now, to that. Trevor, Chibber. where were we? Oh, I don't know. But I, I was think- talking about HTC and the new HTC One, and we were talking about the fact that HTC kind of dropped off the map a little bit. Would you agree? In 2012... Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Like, I think it's been a long time oh, since we spoke about HTC. I think in 2011, they were launching a phone a month. Yes. And it was just, hang on, we it's talked Tuesday about the new HTC. Nokia. Absolutely. That's Samsung. But I think, I think what HTC have done, though, they've, they've pulled back a little bit, and rather they've gone for quality, not quantity. I which think is, is not a bad idea. Not so a bad idea. So I think idea. with the HTC One, which uh, they've got a launch event uh, tomorrow night, we're recording this on a Wednesday, Thursday night in Sydney. They've got a, a, an event for the HTC One, which had a worldwide they love a party, announcement. HTC. Absolutely. And, um, but no, I think it's going to really get the, the... You look at all the good Android phones coming out this year. Mm. We've seen the Xperia Z, which I'll review on Tech Guide shortly. Yep. You're going to see the HTC One, you're going to also see the Galaxy S4 yeah, in yeah. any tick that, of the clock. Be soon, the yeah. LG Optimus G. G. So it's really a real battleground this, for the you know Android fast And, and we'll phones. move on in a minute. But you know what it does? We talked, uh, I think it was last week, or maybe on a different show, um, we talked about the fact that Apple kind of got, got, got beaten to the punch with, a few, with, with, mm. the, with the Galaxy well, the field, last year. The fields they're, come back to them now. They're going to get back to the field. The, they're going to get beaten to the punch by multiple phones this year. Yeah. You know, we're going to have people asking us about Samsung, LG, HTC, Sony, or, or Apple. It's going to be very interesting. And look, how many times have you been asked what, what's Apple's next move? Yeah. They've really got to innovate. They've got to kick ahead again. We All keep right. saying it. The uh, It'll be interesting keep, to see you for eye, smartphones. Absolutely. Keep an eye on techguide.com.au for uh, news on the HTC One. Uh, Telstra had a, an event today to talk about the 4G network mm. and the fact that, look, already they're so far in front with 4G. Oh. Their commercials are, uh, you know, state the, the fact that the fact mm. they've got the best 4G network in the country. Uh, and they've come up with uh, an announcement earlier today with their, they're going to actually take it to the next level. They're going to combine networks. There's this new spectrum they've announced, so it will it'll utilise their networks to create even more bandwidth for 4G speed as more users come onto the network. Mm. You know why? Um, a couple of reasons. One, because they, they, they need to free up the 3G network. There's more people on, on networks than there are people in the country, so they need to free up 
up space on the networks. The 3G network needs to be made a little bit uh, clearer. They're, they're getting good success with the 4G, but also Vodafone are very close to launching 4G. And uh, my information is the Vodafone actually have more spectrum in, in <laughs> nearly every capital city. And so they will actually have more bandwidth, more space, potentially more speed, and they'll have less users. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, that's right. And so if Vodafone do make a comeback in, in, in 2013, Telstra need to be ready for that. So that's why they went, we're going to use a 900 megahertz spectrum as well. We're going we're gonna to really start doing some networky cool stuff here to get our get our stuff together because they, they've got to stay ahead of the pack. They That's do. what Telstra and, needs and to do. What Telstra's doing is they're actually, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're using, they're saying they're adding a second wireless frequency, a second 900 megahertz spectrom. Yeah, that's right. To, uh, for, to cater for these more customers coming onto 4G. Yeah. Now, all of the smartphones we mentioned in the previous segment, all 4G capable mm. uh, and you can it's it's a it's a no-brainer that everyone's next phone is going to be a 4G device. Yeah. So I think Telstra, uh, you know, rather rather than sort of waiting for everyone to come to the network, they're they're taking the if you build it they will come approach, yep. the field of dreams approach. We'll call that one, <laughs> where they're preparing themselves rather than uh, reacting to it. They're preparing, which I think uh, augurs well for Telstra customers. Interesting times, and uh, keep your eye on that story as it evolves. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, providing you with a home and, and small business networking solutions, including some of the best Wi-Fi solutions on the planet. And, Stephen, there's actually a Netgear giveaway at techguide.com.au Absolutely, at the moment. Absolutely, yes. We're giving away a uh, the D6300. Uh, yeah, the big routers. The modem router, 802.11ac, as well as a USB Wi-Fi so adapter. If, if, it's good to have the router, and I've got one, but I don't have AC devices. So with the, with the, with the USB adapter, you can actually enable your PC or your laptop to be 802.11ac. Right, yeah, not speed. everyone's got anything AC built and, in. And uh, this is the latest in wireless technology. Netgear are ahead of the pack there with that, and you can check out all of the wireless products, which Netgear do great, whether it's range extenders or routers or modems, at netgear.com.au. All right, well, as we said, we're here at the Foxtel uh, programming launch for 2013, and, and you know what I was really impressed with? Uh, the CEO actually spent a, a huge chunk of his presentation talking about technology. Absolutely. It was even up on the screen as a technology um, presentation, uh, talking about the Foxtel Go app, which has been on iPad, um, and I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to flick back to my tweets to remember, but uh, some staggering... Staggering numbers, though. Staggering numbers. The Foxtel Go app has had 380,000 downloads, uh, since it launched only a couple of months ago, yeah, over seven million video views, and by and that's March iPad first, only, don't forget. That's iPad only, and by March the first, there's going to be 50 channels available, and they announced today. And you can download it right now from the App Store. It's available for iPhone as well. So that's going to double the number of downloads yeah. straight away. I think uh, Foxtel are really adding value to their customers. Oh. They've demonstrated that here tonight. They're, they're really, I think, they're, they're, your Foxtel subscription is becoming more valuable with the addition of these these features, the apps, uh, and everything like that. So uh, I'm really excited about the fact that the, the iPhone is going to have it. It's a TV. It's your Foxtel in your pocket, literally. Oh, uh, and he also mentioned, too, the fact that, well, uh, it is available iPad only and iPhone at the moment. But yep. he did make mention of the fact that PCs, Mac, PC Macs, and Android. Android coming soon. Yeah. Uh, and and, and so just for people that, are, that whinge about that, it's not just because they haven't done it. It's because the streaming technology is different on those on those yeah. platforms, especially Android. And also, don't kid yourself, there's less people, not, no, I know, there's more people using Android, but there's less people using apps on Android. So yeah. you've got to go where the market is. They couldn't talk about these kind of numbers if they started with All Android. developers are doing this. They're singing but, the same song there. You know, adding yeah. Fox Sports 1, 2, and 3 oh, yeah. means you're getting NRL, you're getting A-League. Just A-Lee. in time for the league oh, season. Hello. You are like a pig 
big in his <laughs> oh, sky. Exactly. I think, look, you know, you think you See think how I cleaned about, that up? Man. You did. You did very well on the run there. But no, it, it is, that's a great addition. Just that alone is going to get a lot of people thinking, wow, I'm going to download this thing. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, well, you know. See, just think about the play there, right? Last year for the AFL, um, remember Telstra announced for 50 bucks a year you could get the AFL on your phone, you could watch it. So now the play is from Foxtel, even though Telstra could and probably will have an offer like that for non Foxtel mm. subscribers, as a Foxtel subscriber who has to the sports channel, I've just got to download the app and I can watch the footy on my phone. You can. and But one little thing to point out, though, is that the, the Foxtel app, even though there's AirPlay... On yeah. the on the iPad, you can only uh, stream the music to your TV, uh, yeah. the, the audio, not the actual. Because, because you know, they, they want, want, they want you to buy another box. box. That's right. You know? But uh, no, I, I think it's it's yeah. The, the, but not only is it live TV, catch up TV. They also announced to another technology where the EPG you can go back in time. Yeah, so it's called reverse EPG. Yes. This is going to be a huge feature. So if you missed the show, you can go back in the program. I need to be careful what I say, but but the, this year will be big for reverse EPG across uh-huh. all networks and, and free to air. But essentially, what it is is you've got your normal EPG but instead of scrolling to the right where you see what's coming up, you can scroll to the left and on Fox see what you've missed. depending on the right. So they won't have every yes. show, but if the show is available on demand, yep. you'll be able to click on it and watch it. They set up to 26 hours back you can yeah. go. So. And you'll see this come to Freeview um, this year, I would think, maybe. Um, and it's a huge feature to get people into that catch-up environment and, and get people using video content. So some really cool things, and I've already had tweets tonight from people who've downloaded the iPhone yeah. app and gone, wow, how good is it? So if you've got an iPhone or an iPad and you're a Foxtel subscriber, you can you're basically crazy not to download one, the app. One thing too to mention, I, I uh, that on, on smart TVs, I know Samsung have got Foxtel on their smart TVs as well. Mm. So I think that, that Currently. stay tuned for some uh, other additions to that service. So you, the, you, having a box, not having a Foxtel box, isn't a barrier anymore to mm. viewing Foxtel, especially yep. if you've got a smart TV. So uh, the app is just an addition to yep. being able to enjoy it it's, uh, uh, elsewhere. It's, it's been a stack of big announcements. Obviously, there's a whole stack of programming announcements which aren't hugely relevant just to like talking tech. Well, but one uh, thing uh, that was pointed out to us, though, that there was no mention of the new IQ. That's uh, right. The, this was mainly a, a content uh, a, a presentation here. Glamour, TV writers. Absolutely. There'll be an announcement the later The two blokes talking tech are here on the red carpet. Well, we're obviously you know, We did that. That's right. But uh, we'll no mention the of the IQ, let's, the let's latest IQ. Let's be clear. We were down the front. Brendan Wood, up the back. Okay, so... <laughs> he was. Yeah, yes. no, there'll be another announcement <laughs> later in the year for the um, for the IQ3, uh, which will be a super connected box. It'll have yeah. more tuners and be a very cloud-based service, as I, yes, absolutely. Uh, as I understand it. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen well, one thing uh, about having wireless products, especially Apple wireless products, yeah, yeah. we're talking the, the uh, Magic Mouse, the Magic Trackpad, the wireless keyboard. That's great reducing the cable clutter. But one thing that it doesn't help is with is the, the amount of batteries it chews through. Oh, mate. Uh, now, one, one, if, if you're using these products, you're changing AA batteries every couple of weeks. And it can add up unless you've got rechargeable AA batteries handy. But a company called Mobi have, mm. have had a great selection of products. They've had the Magic Charger for a couple of years now. Yep. But they've just they've just uh, broadened the lineup for devices that can charge the Magic Mouse the trackpad uh, and and the wireless keyboard using uh, inductive chargers. So there's there's a little plate that comes with the magic charger for the mouse. So you, you actually replace the batteries in yeah, the magic mouse. So, so it's actually the, uh, it's, it's a single unit that, that is is the is the batteries for the um, for, for for the magic mouse, for example. And it sits on an inductive charger. I've had one of these for ages. But what they've done is they've brought that all together with one wireless charging bar that essentially charges your keyboard, to, yeah. it sits on it, and your and your mouse all at the same time. Yeah, it's it, called. It Magic feet. 
takes up That's less cool. space. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing. If you've got a Mac, it's it's designed for a Mac. It's it's all about the Mac. You know, PC users should be annoyed. Has with that same kind of silver look and feel, and, yeah. and and it replaces the batteries in your wireless products, so that you got like there's a there's a power rod you put inside your trackpad or the keyboard. Uh, there's a battery pack for the mouse, and then these can then work with the Mobi chargers, uh, inductive charging. Uh, so no no need to worry that oh I've run out of battery, can't use my mouse. Exactly. You can actually use these products while they're charging. Some advice: yeah. remember to put the bloody thing on the charger. My my yes. wife and I forget that, and I've, I keep two batteries spare just in case because you sometimes <laughs> forget and the old thing runs out. But they're distributed through Mac Gear Group in Australia, and uh, it's a great new product. Check out the the magic feet uh, from Moby. You're listening to Two Bikes Talking Tech. Now, I mean, I love the, the fun and games that goes on with hacking and stuff in the world. Um, there's been dramas about Facebook. Even Apple have announced that some of their employees, not the Apple ecosystem, but their employees have been hacked and who knows what's been compromised. But um, it's funny. It feels like we've been talking for hours, but it's only been 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I looked at my no, watch thing, Trevor. It wasn't, uh, wasn't been, bored or anything. He's bored of me. Um, <laughs> but interestingly, this week, a couple of big brands got hacked on Twitter. Now, hacked is a big word, but their accounts got compromised. Who knows whether an, an ex-employee had the password or, or what happened. But Burger King was the first one. It's classic. Stuff. So Burger King's account, if you follow it, had a McDonald's logo. It was called McDonald's. The username was still Burger King. Oh. And, the, and the bio said we, we're, Burger King's been bought by McDonald's because the Whopper was no good or something. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's just so oh. embarrassing for a brand to have that happen. You know, 88,000 followers and they've now got 120. So it was a good thing for them. Well, they've boosted um, the numbers. But, but So basically their Twitter account was hacked, not their it, actual network or back end. No, was... exactly. Oh. Uh, but another one today, this morning, Jeep got hacked. Ooh. So Jeep, the car company, she bought a Jeep. It, it said it got bought by Lincoln or something. It was another car company. Oh. So again, just crazy stuff going on. What's You've that ad? Be... She bought a Jeep. My mum bought a Jeep. And is that that? So haven't you seen that ad? She bought a Jeep. Oh, yeah, it's very female. So now they're going to say now. Oh, she got yeah. hacked. She got hacked. Jeep got hacked. Yeah. But you're really... But what, what's what I find really interesting is I think Burger King missed the opportunity to actually take the mickey out of this. When they got their account back, they should have taken the mickey out of it. They just said it's been an interesting day. But what was really cool was, this This was smart, Burger King this morning actually tweeted to Jeep and said, um, you know, best of luck, I see you got your account back or something like that. So, you know, taking it all in good fun. But, uh, yeah, keep your eye on it's that. If a you're a brand, Imagine, put yourself in their shoes, though, Trevor. Imagine oh, someone mate, hacked your be, account. Wouldn't you be wouldn't, wouldn't you be, like, it could be potentially, oh. well, not potentially, it'd be very embarrassing. Oh, it'd be massively me. embarrassing. Imagine I got into your Twitter account. Jeez, I'd cause some trouble. Mate, listen. I, when I, Mark Geyer, one morning at Triple M, took my, I had my iPad. He was looking at something. It might have been the Foxtel app. Anyway, yeah. he's opened up Twitter and tweeted something from oh. my account. Luckily, I had my really? phone and quickly deleted it too. But I Ooh. did get replies immediately. So it wasn't anything about liking farm good. animals or anything it, like that. It, it was. Trevor, it was uh, I think it said, <laughs> I'm horny. I swear to God. <laughs> MG, thanks very much, mate. But no, um, so it's just a, a word of warning. And a couple of things. For brands and people on Twitter, secure passwords. Super secure yes. and limit the number of people that have it. And secondly, a warning for everyone. Passwords. Change them regularly. Make them difficult. It's not that hard I'll to do. I'll be changing mine tonight. Exactly. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we're, uh, technology gets old quite quickly. Would you agree with that, Trevor? Oh, well, it does, it does get old. We, we, we t- seem like we're forced to make it old, yes. Well, you know, the, the, a product that's maybe four or five years old is considered ancient in technology. But, and, and down the track, you know, when it comes time to get rid of these products, we're faced with a very big problem, and that's electronic waste, yeah. e-waste. And, and the problem here is that 
these things, if they end up in landfill, it could be potentially dangerous to yep. the environment. There's some dangerous chemicals, a dangerous metal, and things like that in there that's just not the best thing to have buried underground. So e-waste has been a real problem. And the good news is that the government's actually come up with some new standards for recycling waste here in Australia. And uh, they, they say that by 2014, up to at least 90% of all materials in e-waste collected can be reused. Mm. So that's a lot less material ending up in landfill. Yep. So I don't think the message I think that we want to convey here is the fact that there are ways to recycle your gear. You just mm. don't put them on the footpath or dump them anywhere. That these new standards are really going to sort of bring us in line with the rest of the world. There are some standards that we're, we're sort of behind here. Mm. But um, I think it's a real problem. That we, we talk about gadgets all day long here. Yep. But the other end of the story is that what do you do when they're when you're yeah. done with them? Look, this this is a great initiative, and the government did a good job forming the, the regulations and everything. But here's my problem: that because they've changed the regulations, it's actually changed the way e-waste is dealt with at, at council areas and stuff like that. I used to have an e-waste collection centre just 100 metres from my house, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but the councils are no longer responsible. It's all the brands and companies that are now responsible. So Kogan, uh, Samsung, they all have to have a, a, a pickup policy mm-hmm. for, for old old units and things like that and there's all these new e-waste centres being set up so we are in a bit of a black hole between when what, what used to happen and what's going to happen but mm-hmm. in the end we're going to get to a really good place where the best thing is happening with the e-waste oh, I agree. and we need to con- keep encouraging people like we are right now to don't just throw it away and not just the, not just the consumers but also the companies oh, that build yeah. these products like uh, Apple really make a point whenever they announce a new product at how recyclable the whole thing is so there'd be mm. virtually nothing end- ending up in landfill yep. I think this really puts the onus on the manufacturers to build a product that's not going to be that, that, that is going to be more recyclable than ever. So uh, I think that's a, at the in the end, I think it's a good result for for less landfill, better result for the environment, and and, and less harm to humans. Because if stuff gets in the environment, in the water, things could happen. They could harm harm people, uh, and we don't want that. The two blokes I, tech don't want that. I did not know you were such a greenie, but you can read more about that new <laughs> initiative at techguide.com.au. All right, mate. It's, uh, it's been an interrupted pot. It's been like two blokes talking tech and <laughs> two blokes talking stupid uh, gate crashing. But uh, we'll round it out as we always do with uh, with a minute review from Stephen Fennigan. And tonight, Bose. Oh, how good is Bose? Well, I'm a huge fan of Bose. If you haven't worked out already, Trevor, uh, the Bose Sound Dock Series Three. Mm. Uh, the biggest the biggest change for this device is the fact that they've got a Lightning Dock connector really validates Apple's move to the smaller connector. Right. When a company like Bose then release a product to support that, that's a, that's a big tick in my book. Uh, so if you've got an iPhone 5, the latest iPods, which have these smaller dock mm-hmm. connectors, Bose iPod, has a product. iPad 5 and iPod it. Touch and the iPad Mini. That's it. And uh, so now the Bose w- w- still retains its excellent sound quality. Uh, it's got a very small footprint, so you can sit it on a desk, on a shelf, even on your bedside table. So uh, and, and again, produces terrific sound, great bass, really good mid-levels, a lot of detail. I've always been a fan of Bose, how, their sound output. Uh, and it's, it's reasonably good value too, $349. Uh, and you get a real good all-in-one kick-ass system mm. that uh, if you've got music on your iPhone and your iPod, then the best way to hear them, I think, is through this Bose system. I've given it a five-star review five on stars. That's a big And stamp. we don't hand them out like No, there's a committee that gets together. That's you and that's you it. to decide that that's five right. stars are being applied to a product. Uh, you can read more about that great product at techguide.com.au. Listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
Well, that's a wrap. Uh, episode one hundred and two from uh, the Fox Dog Programming Launch. Uh, it's been very interesting. Uh, apologies for the wind. Apologies for uh, whatever has gone wrong in this podcast <laughs> and how how it ends up sounding to you at home. I I hope we'll, we'll be okay. Um, we've probably run a bit short of time because we've been interrupted so badly and, and <laughs> lost track. But that's okay. We've given you everything we've got to offer this week. But for all the news and information, you can check out uh, techguide.com.au. You can listen to Stephen Fennick uh, at Monday. Is it still Mondays Wednesdays, and Wednesdays? Uh, Wednesdays on 2GB. Wednesdays on 2GB. You can hear me at Tuesdays on 2GBs at 1. one oh, 2UE. <laughs> 2UE at, uh, at 12.30 with Stuart Bocking. Uh, Stephen's uh, on Wednesday with uh, Chris Smith on 2GB. We've got all the talk stations covered. Yes, we uh, And, uh, of course, Stephen's uh, weekly technology podcast, Tech Guide podcast, is at techguide.com.au. And mine, yourtechlife.com. <laughs>